You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Bayer Sinone, even though you can't tweet video, will you have FSU Twitter at your neck at least one more time before the season starts? Before the season starts, so it's about two weeks. Uh, Without the ability to do video, can you still Uh, piss them off? Yeah, I'll do something. The video really helps with that, but but I, I'm sure I'll do something before then. Yeah, I'll buy. That's a hard buy for me. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm Josh Newberg. I've got Chris Nee and Brendan Sinone here with me. Together, we are the guys from Knowles 24-7. Today, we have a special episode of On the Bench. It's the 2021 Knowles 24-7 FSU Draft. It'll be taking place today, and it should be a thrill. Uh, what's up, guys? Chris, you were out at practice today. Everything good on your end? Yeah, it was a very special teams-like day out there today. If you like special teams like Bob, you loved it. Brendan, how are you holding up? I'm great. I didn't have to go out there today to watch an hour and a half of special teams, so I've, I've recharged, refreshed, and ready to go. All right, well... Before we get into uh, the exciting Knowles 24-7 team 2021 draft, uh, we got some news to cover. There's a little bit of news that came out between uh, this pod and the last one. The main storyline being that the big country era at Florida State is over. Um, Josh Griffiths, part of the 2020 class, no longer a part of the team. Brendan, you broke the story on Knowles 24-7. What are you hearing? So earlier in the day, it was kind of funny how it all unfolded, but earlier in the day I had heard from a source that Josh Griffiths was one of two players who were unhappy with playing time. And I started thinking back to it, and I was like, I don't think he was there at practice that day. And he may not have even been there the day before, and I come to think of it. It's tough to, to keep track of all the guys. There's so many coming and going. And for different reasons. But uh, anyways, Josh Griffiths wasn't there. Uh, and I thought of that and I thought it was strange. And then uh, actually Bud had kind of floated out there that Josh Griffiths probably wasn't with the team anymore. So I reached out to FSU, checked with the spokesperson to ask what was up with Josh Griffiths. Uh, and I was told he's no longer with the program uh, verbatim. That's what they said. Josh Griffiths is no longer with the program. So we went with the story, ran it. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy that, that occurred in the few hours of that reporting. Do until tell. Let's get into the controversy. Uh, um, basically, Josh Griffiths' mom responded to my tweet announcing that FSU confirmed that he was no longer with the program and said that's not true. And then a couple hours later, he was officially no longer visible on the roster, removed from the roster, however you want to so say So you it. guys had an old-fashioned source war. Yeah, I guess so. My source was FSU and a team spokesperson, which I guess a lot of people... Who do you think her source was? She needs to get better sources. It's an odd spot. I don't want to get in a fight with a parent publicly or at all, really. There's not really a whole lot to gain from it. I don't think there was a fight. You didn't respond. I didn't respond. Uh, Nor should you. No, there's nothing to gain from it. No, there was nothing to gain from it. It wasn't really a big deal because, again, FSU saying he's not on the roster, he's not with the team. Uh, I was waiting it out for a little bit for him to actually be removed from the roster, and sometimes that just takes a couple hours for it to actually show up after they they put it in the system. 
So it wasn't a, a big deal, but for some on Twitter, it was for a little bit. I do yeah. feel bad. Like I, I don't want to have information out there before a parent really knows about it. But I honestly think that Josh wasn't really uh, sure about what had that his actions potentially had led to him being so, removed from the team for good. I don't think he quite grasped that initially. But why was he? Why is he removed from the team? So there's a lot of rumors going around it, and I know it's been floated out there. It had to do with FSU trying to get to the 85% threshold for vaccination. I can't confirm that. I don't feel comfortable reporting that and saying that's the case. Uh, maybe it's related, but but can't what I'd say either, is that – Nope, I cannot deny it either. What I can say confidently is that he was not happy with his role, uh, with his playing time. You know, FSU started to break out into scout teams – uh, this week, and and I think Griffiths had an indication that, that he was probably going to be closer to a scout team guy than a two deep guy, and uh, ultimately, he, he, I don't think he was happy with that. And I think both isn't sides that the way you guys saw it anyway with the way practice has been shaken out and the way the reps have been going? I mean, it, the writing's kind of been on the wall for that, right? Yes. I mean, the okay. defensive end group. There's guys that they know they like. You know, Jermaine Johnson, uh, Marcus Kushney as a reserve. Keir Thomas on the other side, Quayshon Fuller as a reserve. McClendon even. Yeah, but McClendon's even the next tier. Like those first four guys are really contrib- contributing. Know, I just meant McClendon, McClendon was probably but a guy, above a guy like Patrick Payton had already passed over Griffiths. Griffiths right. wasn't going to play here. They're going to recruit over him. They're going to continue to recruit over him. It is what it is. I wish a young man well at the next stop. Okay. And then uh, we had one more departure. Brendan, this one hits close to home for you. You want to talk about it? Does the 407, Brandon Bam Moore, the former UCF cornerback, multi-year starter for the Knights, uh, won a national championship with UCF in 2017. He transferred. The Golden Knights won a championship? It's not the Golden Knights. That's not accurate. Uh, and neither is their national championship. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that. Uh, so Brandon Moore came here in the spring. He was coming off of a serious knee injury, much like McKenzie Milton, not quite as severe, but one that had limited him and kept him out all the 2020 campaign. He looked okay at times this spring and some of the feedback that we had got actually looked pretty good at times. Very physical, willing to kind of stick his nose in there and be a good player in open field tackling a regard. But you know, we had gotten word, Josh, that he wasn't 100%. And, and FSU, I don't think, was sure that he was going to be 100% post-injury. Again, he had the year off. It was a pretty bad knee injury. Had maybe lost some of his twitch and athleticism. Regardless, I think he was someone who was going to contend and push to be in the two deep. During the season, he was certainly talented enough, and, and he did a, enough things well. He's tall, he's long, uh, and he's was able to, to create tight passing windows for, for quarterbacks. And again, physical. He was able to do all those things, had experience, so he was going to be valuable, uh, but was told he had some personal issues. He returned home uh, back in Orlando and was given the opportunity to come back onto the team when the time was right for him, and he basically declined and, and said he, he wasn't um, – wasn't comfortable doing that. He, he needed to be closer to home. So that's kind of how it ended. He's in the transfer portal now. I, I know some UCF people are thinking he's going to end up back at UCF with a new coaching staff. I don't know that for sure. Uh, but but the Brandon Moore era ends pretty quickly after just several months at Florida State. All right, Brandon. So that opens up two scholarships, right? What's your offensive tackle no, transfer board no, look like? No, that's not accurate. That's not how what? that works. Unfortunately, okay, a lot of people they, do have that question, though. A yes. lot of people do have that question. So why don't you explain it? So basically, once they practice, I believe this semester, and both Josh Griffiths and Brandon Moore did practice uh, for at least a week or two. Well, I, I don't know if Bam practiced for a week or two, but he practiced at least once. That's all that matters. He practiced. They were on scholarship, both of those guys. Their scholarships are no longer you, – you, you can't replace done, them. You can't refill them. They're dead for 2021. That's it. 
you, basically yeah, yeah, until are, you are get spent. until you get to the winter semester uh those scholarships are spent so yeah you can't you can't replace them with anyone there's no uh unicorn offensive tackle out there i don't know if there's anyone out there anyways so you could really use right. a scholarship odd but <laughs> if, if you not. could it, that's not going to happen Sorry, i mean guys. and even if there was like they'd have to come in and learn the system these guys have been learning the system since they arrived in the spring talking about some of the transfers that came mm-hmm. in you know it's it's just it's unfortunate um but attrition happens that's why you carry 88 scholarship players versus the the nfl um yeah, FSU's at 88 scholarships currently. Uh, from my count, we uh, give or take one or two because FSU doesn't like us counting scholarships and won't confirm. Is this guys, a big but... hit to depth to experienced guys? I mean, it's not like they're freshmen. Go ahead, Chris, no. with the cornerback room. Yeah, not really. I don't. I mean, I think they prepared in the cornerback room to have the potential of attrition. They wanted to have more numbers than they had a season ago. They have that still. Bam was going to be a reserve piece who might be used sparingly here and there, maybe help on special teams, but I don't think it's a big hit. Well, I think he would have. I think he would have played probably like 200 snaps or so. Like I think he would have been someone who would have helped out, especially against teams that like to do like a lot of perimeter screens or helped out a lot and run support against a run heavy team. Uh, so I think he would have helped out for sure. Yeah, his but best, I don't think it's his a death best value was definitely chart. ahead of him, playing ahead, playing mm-hmm. forward, moving ahead. Um, yep. So <clears throat> okay, yeah. we'll move on from that. Um, the other bit of news, well, the, it, it's kind of a bombshell, but this didn't even make, make our Knowles 24-7 group chat. So I don't know, either we're not interested in this or it's not big news, but well, there was uh, an alliance announced. We, I, I, I was I living like on the island by myself I would like with the, to correct with it. the alliance. Yeah. We weren't interested. Chris Nee was very, very... He put it in the group chat? No, no, I'm because second. I know none of you guys care. Me and Sonone had talked about it a bit at practice that it was coming later that day at 2 p.m. I think real quick, he'd called me at one point to vent about it, and I wasn't able to pick up the phone, and I think he was over well, by the time it was done. I sat through a I don't know, 37-minute press conference where literally nothing was said. Uh, then it was a kumbaya, we love each other. We looked each other in the eyes and, yeah, oh, so yeah, no contract here. This is going to work great. The Pac-12 – the Big Ten and the ACC have come together for an alliance. Chris, like you said, you sat through the press conference, so it express to all of us what this actually means. Well, at this point, it just is literally as simple as an alliance. It's a voting block without saying it's a voting block because that would be an antitrust issue. But in reality, it's a voting block. It's a response to the SEC going and scooping up Texas and OU. And as somebody wrote at CBS Sports, Big 12's on the wrong side of moat. You know, we got a big old moat, and it's getting wider, and the Big 12 is over there, and the other four are trying to hang out over here. One's by itself as a super conference, and the other three are trying to hang on. Now, the hope with this is that it brings about some scheduling interest for football, men's and women's basketball, and potentially other sports, but more so focused upon those three. But the issue there is they don't intend to void current contracts. So, for example, with FSU, most of their future contracts are locked up pretty solidly, I think, through 26. So I was we're not say 2027 at, was maybe the first time I yeah. thought maybe it could get impacted. Yeah. So like it's cool. I mean, FSU playing USC would be fantastic. I had so the that's opportunity the to see that back in the day. Some of that would be cool. And that's a potential thing. But the issue is when they made the announcement, they can't make any of those kinds of announcements. So the announcement was kind of hollow. And I think it left people wanting more. And it got pretty openly mocked. And I think it sort of deserved to be. I mean, there were some missteps, in my opinion, of how it was talked about. The no contract, no, nothing official when it's a business where everything ever done is official was kind of funny. And, uh, you know, we're trusting guys like Kevin Warren who screwed it up royally a year ago with almost canceling the big 10 season to be one of the three main spearheads of this 41 school alliance. I, I just, 
I'm hesitant to really think it's going to be successful. I mean, tomorrow the Pac-12 is going to make a decision potentially about expansion when the idea for Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, regarding the ACC being part of this is stability and to avoid the domino effect. So, like, I feel like it could be all blown up by the end of Friday. Friday. It may not be, but it could be. I just, I don't know. I get the idea. And it's a weird time in college athletics governance, you know, from the NCAA standpoint has completely gone away. This is trending towards the A5 and them controlling themselves and doing what they need to do and trying to figure out everything that's going on with name image likeness, some of the recent Supreme Court rulings, things like that, and trying to be on the same page. And I think that right now, you know, the hope, the ACC's hope in being part of this with the Big Ten and with the Pac-12 is that they can have some symmetry in trying to resolve some of those issues, figure out how to go forward, then maybe have the scheduling thing down the road. They said it wasn't about money. This is college athletics. Everything is about money. So, you know, we'll see if there's anything there. But the truth is the ACC's trying to avoid a slow death by a Green of Rights deal. That's a, you know, an anchor dragging them down to the bottom of the ocean with no chance of getting back to the service till 2035, 36, whenever it is exactly now, 15 years down the road. Right. <clears throat> so, nah, that just, the alliance was truthfully for me sitting there listening to it, reading it, you know, talking to some people involved in it. I, I get some of the ideas of it, and I do hope it does bring about better governance than we've had in the NCA in recent years because there's been downright none, and it's a current time where there needs to be some. But, yeah. And saying it's not a response to the SEC is just downright foolish because, well, you guys never picked up the phone and had this conversation before the SEC went and poached two powerhouses from another conference, basically dissolving the power of that conference. You know, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. So I don't know. I thought the messaging was poor. Uh, I'm a big believer in the way you launch something with messaging usually kind of proves the way direction it's going to go. And I feel like this launched on pretty shaky ground personally. Yeah, this is – what I said when this whole thing, when the dominoes started falling, I thought there was going to be two mega conferences. And I kind of still think this is a step in that direction. Um, having been through and covered conference realignment with USF in the in, in 08, 09, 2010, and just seeing how things move and shift, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like continents, you know, coming together. And I think that when we take a step back, maybe in 20 years and look at this, like this is the first step in the two team super conference. This is my theory. Like this is my conspiracy here that we're going to end up with two super conferences that battle it out for the national championship. And I think this is the first step in that direction for um, it. Cause it's going to be one super conference, which is the sec or whatever they're called in the future. And then it'll be this super conference, which is the basically the pac 10, Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. So yeah. I think it's a step in that direction. But I think we're so far away from it, which is probably why uh, it didn't really register too much with us. I, I feel like the Big Ten got in this because they're a power holder. They're the number two, number one revenue conference. They're right there. The SEC currently, future projections have the SEC exceeding them. But they need them, but some beef to keep up. Right, and they're in a similar spot. And having the ability to have TV games in all time zones – and the potential of 4 million viewership-type games for non-conference games, that's beneficial when it comes time to renegotiate TV right. contracts. The Pac-12's in this because Pac-12's in an interesting spot because I think they're about three years out right now from a new renewal of their TV contract. That's all going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be a major next thing in college athletics from a TV revenue money. And also the most 
you know, the thing that's immediately in front of us that this involves is the end of September decision vote reconvening on the college football playoff. And obviously there needs to be some parameters, some margin handling with that, to figure out what that means for the future, because you don't want a 12 team playoff where one super conference has half the teams in it, gobbling up, you know, half the revenue of what that creates. Well, another conference or two is basically left in the cold. That's a major revenue situation that, I think scares a living heck out of a certain conferences. I think the ACC's main reason for getting in this is one, I think Jim Phillips is a big believer in governance and the need for there to be some unity on that. And secondly, I think it was also stability. They don't want the idea of schools being yanked away or trying to yank schools away and creating a whole new shift in realignment. But we're working towards that eventually, ultimately, at some point down the road. It, you know, they keep finding ways to kind of halt it. Grant of rights mm-hmm. deal for the ACC halted that for the ACC when they agreed to that years ago. But it's always going to come back because we are trending towards two, three, four super conference, you know, whether it's 12 game regular season, five game playoff type of seasons, whatever it is. I mean, uh, there's a lot of schools that are concerned about the potential of playing 17 games in a season with the new playoff structure. Uh, I think UNC voice, I think Clemson voice that. If I recall correctly, in late July, the ACC kickoff, for example, and those are two schools that are in that discussion this year. Certainly one of them has been consistently in that discussion for five years now. So there's a lot of stuff like that that they need to figure out. And the issue is the people in Indianapolis have decided to just keep taking money without actually doing anything. And that's not working. So I think the ACC is hoping this might be a way to work towards some results with that. All right. Thank you, Chris. But who cares? Because yeah. it is now time for the Knowles 247 FSU team 2021 draft. We have the landing stickers on one side. We have the box checkers on the other side. And we are now going to decide it. Um, here's the rules, fellas. Uh, one of you is going to pick first and fourth. The other is going to go second and third. Then we go back and forth. So whoever second and third goes five, seven, nine, et cetera. Whoever goes one and four goes even numbers once we get to sixth. Okay. Seems That's pretty real cut. simple directions, right, mm-hmm. Brendan? I should have listened. You you asked me to explain it to you. You asked. I, me I heard one and four, and somebody else is two and three. Brendan says four becomes six, and then eight, and then ten. And I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you read it. I don't know why you read it verbatim. You should have said it in a way that a normal person would understand. All right, right? That's not go. my fault. Because I don't I don't like rules at all. But here Just we go. Just be the rules. commissioner, Josh. So you there's gonna this. be real quick. There's gonna be 24. We we're gonna have 24 picks each. So we need to feel too deep, and we'll have extra depth pieces as well. Uh, we did this last year too. I don't know if we want to go over those teams no. from last year. They were pretty awful. No, none of us drafted Jordan. You Travis. want to go over your top 40 countdown? No. Talking about awful. Hey, guys, look what I got. <laughs> oh, big board. Yep, I got the whiteboard. All right, Josh, who's up first? Who goes one? Right, we're so going to flip you... a coin. Pick it. Heads or tails? Heads. I got heads. All right, tails. Chris has heads. Uh, tail, tails, tails it is? All right, All right tails I'll... it is. All right, the All landing right. stickers go first and fourth. All right, who are the Woo! landing first stickers pick. taking? With, With the... the first overall pick. Of the 2021 on the bench draft, the landing stickers will select pass rusher extraordinaire Georgia transfer Jermaine Johnson. Ooh. Defense wins championship. He's going with defense. He's really trying to win a championship here, Chris. How are you going to counter? I will go with my second, first pick for me, second pick overall. I'll go Devontae Love Taylor. Give me that versatility on the offensive right. line. 
And for my next pick, I'll go with Maurice Smith because he's the only person I trust on this team to actually snap the ball. Okay, so Chris clearly is uh, putting together an offense here, um, starting in the trenches first. Brendan, you have – you're up next, so – yeah. All right, so fifth, correct. All right, Chris, yeah, Chris is uh, – no, fourth. I'm at fourth. Uh, Chris is using the same strategy I had last year where I just loaded up on offensive linemen and made him start Chaz Neal. It's a hell of a thing. Hell that of a really thing. you, baby. That ended up costing him the season, by the way. Uh, I had James Blackman and Tate Rotomaker as my quarterbacks. He had Chubba Purdy who played in one game, so two games. Sorry. Anyways, uh, I will stick with – you know, he wants to go in the trenches on one side. I'll stick with the trenches on my side. I'll go with Kier Thomas. He's been awesome it. in preseason camp. You're so camp. predictable. I got my – thank you. I'm just going with value. So predictable. All right, now – now, Dennis now, Briggs. Wait, now it's Chris's turn? Is that how we're doing yes. this? Okay. Now you. He Hold on. Now, I will say I think the value with Chris's pick, taking Briggs off the board here, is actually probably better. I would have probably taken Briggs before Thomas, but go ahead. Okay, there's still two starting caliber defensive tackles left on the board, so – you're wrong. You're losing uh, it here. Hey, real. I don't. Hey, I'm not on the clock yet. Real quick, I want our listeners to know who who listened to on the bench. Thank you. We are on YouTube, so you can actually see Josh's big board right now. So he's drawing this down. If you're if you're listening, you <laughs> I got the it. whiteboard out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Very very clearly going to run out of room. Brendan, you're supposed to be running the highlights over each pick. Uh, yeah, I you have the highlight package. No, up? I was trying to look how to do that earlier. That's going to take. Zach's in the background to act like Kuiper. <laughs> All right, where are we at now? All right, I will take – it's my pick, right? Yeah, it's, the landing five. stickers are Keep up, Sinone. All right, I will go with offensive tackle Robert Scott. Fortify the trenches. I'll go Fabian Lovett. Oh, damn it. I love it. I pick. love it, Chris. Mm. You got to love it with love it. That's the value pick right That's there. That's a good one. So, I'm uh, – Brandon, continue to reach. Uh, let's see. I didn't actually put together a big board like last year because I realized Don't it was get a, a useless experiment. I will go. Pick a nervous. Starter. I'm nervous. This is a big pick. I think this is a swing pick. I'm going to go with quarterback Jordan Travis. Ooh. Mackenzie, now you're cheating on him. <laughs> He knows this is it's not, not going to go over well. He knows it's not personal. I'm making up for last year, not George, not drafting Jay Travis. All right, so we got one quarterback off the board. I'm going with Travis Jay because he brings value on special teams as well as defense, him. and he can live on that island and thrive. And didn't he play quarterback? Yeah, hey, why not? No worse than my quarterback situation last year. I believe when he signed him, Willie said he was going to play him at quarterback. And look how that turned out. We're still waiting on that He's... promise to be fulfilled. I'll, I'll grow my hair out once Travis Jay starts. Did Willie ever sign a – he never, oh, he never got to sign a high school quarterback, did he, at FSU? We should bring him back one more year. That's why you don't have hair anymore. All right. uh, Brandon, you're up. Chris actually had Travis J as his, uh, as his backup quarterback last year. You know what? I think FSU is going to go with a two-quarterback system oh, this year. I, I, I want to remain sure to that. McKenzie Milton, okay. come on down. We're done. Look at this team. To, and and there's also the chance that neither of these guys might. Shubba Birdie has, has looked pretty good. Now, Chris, if you want to trade, McKinsey no, we're not trading in the middle of the draft. I will trade. I'm just saying this. This is why I could have taken him if he wanted him. God, I hate drafting with you. 
Do you um, draft to build the best team, or do you draft to limit Chris's team? So, uh, uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll let the fans decide at the end. It's very Bear Bryant of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, Chris, uh, you well, since I am stuck drafting one of those guys as quarterback, um, we will wait on that pick. That might be 24th pick material, unless somebody's going to draft four quarterbacks over there. I mean, uh, they're all up for trade. I'll go with Darius Washington. Oh, look at you. I love it. He can play guard. He can play tackle. Um, what a, Just what a great pick by Chris. All right, to you, Brandon. I feel like Josh just likes Chris's picks to irritate me. No, uh, no, no. Just no, no, objectively. no. Of course not. You know what? I need a little bit more experience in the trenches. Uh, I'm going to go with Dylan Gibbons, the, the Notre Dame transfer. Personally, maybe would have gone a baby on, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you would have, ta- you would have taken him first overall. Josh's it's your, dude. It's, it's, um, it's the landing stickers. All right, box checkers, you're up. Uh, I'll go Jay Sean Corbin. Ooh, I like it. He can play a little wildcat. Mm. A lot of value there, Chris. Brendan, you're up. I'm going to roll the dice here. A little boomer bust, but you know what? That's what we're in the game for. Andrew Parchment at wide receiver. Please. I'm told he does not want to play for you. <laughs> You could also do a little MC in action too, if uh, you know we need some versatility there. You can drop. I'll, it I'll treat my running back room like Sinone treats his quarterback room. I'll go LT. Uh, Loading up here with playmakers. Best running back on the team is still on the board. All right, landing stickers to you, King of the Spring. I will go with. Hmm. You Look were strong here. on the D-line. Now Chris's D-line might be stronger than yours, but go ahead. I'm going to go with the Swiss pocket army knife on defense, Amari Gaynor. Oh, that's a value pick at that spot. Do a little pass rush if needed, move Kier Thomas inside. Kind of gives me some options, which I think is going to be helpful later on down the road here. <clears> team together. Box checkers, how do you answer? Um, I'll go Malik McLean. Look at Chris. We might, can we change his team name to the Playmakers? It's an offense made for playmakers, built for playmakers, in fact. Who needs a quarterback when you have all these playmakers? It's true. Just throw it up there. Travis Jason is going to throw the ball up there and let, let his playmakers go go make plays. I like it. Well, you know, most people don't expect somebody to draft two quarterbacks back-to-back and they're, what, fifth and sixth picks? <laughs> it's, a, it's an important position, Chris. What do you want me to do about that? All right. Who's up? Uh, <laughs> I landing believe, stickers. I believe the landing stickers are, are on the clock. No, I don't. No, think we're, we're like halfway not through. even halfway. Oh, okay. <laughs> we gotta speed this up because my ADD is kicking in. All right. <laughs> Who you got after Amari Gaynor? Uh, big Robert Cooper's still around. I need a defensive tackle. I need a space eater. I got it. We're good. Big Coop. Keyshawn Coop. Helton for me, Josh. All right, Keyshawn Helton. Oof. Again, ah, another playmaker. Another value. veteran. Value pick. Value pick. All right, Brendan, you're up landing stickers. You just drafted Big Coop. Who are you going to tear him up with? Hmm. I really think you got to get to the quarterback. And even if Chris doesn't have one yet, eventually he will. Uh, I'm going to get Marcus Kushney. I need I need depth on the defensive line. Big Kush. I'll go Dante Lucas. And the most surprising pick to myself wow. in the season draft. 
Dante Lucas. So now you are fielding a offensive line made up of DLT, Maurice Smith, Darius Washington, and Dante Lucas. That is that is pretty that is quality. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. To your Robert Scott. I guess good, I have good luck snapping them all over there, kids. Oh, you got Gibbons as well. Uh, yeah, Gibbons can probably maybe snap time to take that baby on pick. <laughs> I am. I don't. If the guy hasn't been taken yet, I'm not drafting two centers. I mean, there's only two who can snap currently on the roster. Uh, let's see. I will go with plenty of room on the board. I know. I know. Uh. I know si- this this silence is great for podcast. I mean, you can just pick somebody. <laughs> this is an important pick. You know what? I think he's been uh, he's been this. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, uh, All right, Chris. You're no, have two picks, no. Right? I, Ontario, I can Ontario, still pick Ontario Wilson. Pokey <laughs> Wilson. I need a wide receiver. He's been solid for this preseason. I'll go with DJ Lundy. Nice. Pick. A lot of a lot of talk out of him in the spring. A great value pick there in the middle of the draft. Good job, Chris. <laughs> to you, Brendan. Uh, let's see. Is, has anyone taken? No, I'm going to take Jordan Wilson. I want to. I want to smash mouth offense. I need a big blocker. That's a reach. I think you're going to end up playing him at offensive tackle. Well, I need an <laughs> offensive tackle. Wow, this I'll, team is struggling. I'll go with Kalen Deloge. Okay, another big name that we're hearing out of the spring. Is it hype or is it real? We're going to find out when he starts, when he lines up for box checkers. Hmm. Hmm. Why don't you draft an assistant coach or something here? <laughs> Let's see. Brendan, when he's picking, what? you figure yours out. Like right now, Chris has his next three lined up ready. I will go with Jamie Robinson. Thank you. Jamie Robinson. I'll go with Jarvis Brownlee because unlike Sinone, I love him. Oof. Got evil on me. He'll probably play really well for you too. Just to spite me. You got Kevin Knowles? Oh, I do love me some Kevin Knowles. Um, You're building that secondary. I do love me some Kevin Knowles. What? You know what? Oh, damn, I can't take him. I, I would have taken Kevin Knowles over Jamie Robinson. No, I want I I don't necessarily agree with that because I took Jamie Robinson uh, ahead of him. Um, because Jamie Robinson can play safety or slot corner. Kevin Knowles has more years available. Well, we're, this is just for one. It's season. a keeper league oh, today, Junior. Come on. Uh, you know what? I will go Kevin Knowles. I do like Kevin Knowles. I need a short, oh, scrappy cornerback. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Akeem Dent for me, Josh. Oh, wow. wow. Chris is, Chris is uh, he's surprising me with some of these picks. He's I'm going with the all preseason hype team. What I did last year. Want me to tell you how that worked out? There's no J Trav. All right. All right. All right. We're at 15. So we have like eight more picks to go. Come on. How do you Rapid think I'm doing, here. Josh? How do you think I'm doing? Rapid fire. Ah. Uh... You got you, you don't have enough. Well, I mean, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Chris has more game changers on it, not just playmakers, but just game changers in general with okay. guys like Briggs and Lovett and Travis J, not to mention his offensive line is stout. Um, he's gonna have guys like Lawrence Toafili and Jay Sean Corbin running behind them. 
Um, defense, defensive line is strong. He has two of the best linebackers on the team right now. And uh, he has a guy in Akeem Dent that has a lot to prove. So I really like where Chris is sitting right now. Give me rock solid here. Round out the secondary somewhat. Miko Dotson. Miko Dotson is going to be good this year. I don't know if he'll be great, but he'll be solid. All right. Save Your me. mouth to God's ears. Let's go, Chris. Who you got? I'm going to go with Shaheen Brown. Nice. Ooh. We hear so much of him in practice. Wow. Nice pick. <laughs> Uh, you know, staying what? with the trend all preseason hype. He is. Uh, but what I'm gonna do here oh, is wow. I'm gonna take Jamie Robinson and I'm move him to box safety. I'm gonna move Kevin Knowles to my slot corner, so I'm gonna be running a nickel here exclusively. He's gonna need a little bit of time, but he had a really good spring. I think I'm getting great value here. He'll probably end up the season as a starter once he's back on the field. Jerry, great and Jones. for a keeper league, Jerry and Jones, and he could play wide receiver if needed. Who? Arian Jones. Where? What do you mean where? He was an all-state receiver in Mississippi. How many years ago? Okay, baby on. Did you really take three DNs too? Yep. You're I very can. weird about how you stack positions in a two deep draft or a one deep draft. I, I can kick Kara Thomas inside to three tech. Cool. Good for you. I'll go with Quayshawn Fuller because I need a DN. And he's going to run all over you if you push him inside. Because they're certainly not going to throw all over me because he doesn't have a quarterback still. He doesn't need to throw. Mm. All right. Who you got? That was a Team's great pick. identity is going to be running all. Great pick by Chris. How are you going to answer? Uh, let's see. I will go with. I'll go, Bavion, I'll go on Johnson. I am going to need okay. someone to snap the ball at some point. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is where it gets interesting for you. Mm-hmm. This is a nice draft board, by the way. I'm surprised you're executing it to this. I'll yeah, go with Ken Tron as my third receiver. Oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Ken Tron. So that, that's a nice-looking wide receiver room right there. You got Keyshawn Helton, Malik McLean, and Kentron. Poitier. Poitier. I don't I know will, if you guys can cover that. I will go with Cameron McDonald as a flex tight end. In the I'm taking him at least a year too early selection, Patrick Payton at defense. I like, I like it. That'll pay off down the road, Chris. Brendan, who you got? Last pick. It's not the last pick. (laughs) Josh's ADD is telling him it is. You know, I'll go with Brendan Gant. He's flashed at times this preseason. He can play a couple different spots in the secondary, um, moving Jamie to field. The hype's kind of worn off of Brendan Gant after last season. I feel like he had – he had a lot of hype darling. even in the year before that as well. Like his his freshman year and then into last year. And then this year, the hype stopped. Like now it's you got to prove it before we get hype about you. He ended the season on a really high note last year. He forced a big fumble against Duke, had an interception. I'm buying him as he's ascending upwards. He's like the clove of uh, against Duke. He's like clove. How did he do against Florida? We didn't play him last year. Exactly. That's what Josh is trying to say. Box checkers, you're up. Who you got? I'll go Brady Scott to finish up my oh. offensive line. Oh, that's a toughie. I am I gonna have to move. You can Jordan. overcome that, Brandon. I'm gonna have to move Jordan Wilson to offensive tackle. I told you. You're done. This no, is where I'm taking two quarterbacks really comes back to haunt you. 
Hmm. I mean, you know who has looked good the last couple of days? I think I think he's going to be playing some this year. And I'm doing this just to kind of hope. What, was that a sarcastic who? To hype up my own pick? I'm going to take Lloyd Willis, put him at left tackle a year early. I need bodies. All right, what are we thinking here, Chris? I enjoy Josh's. I'll go Jackson West because I need a tight end. There you go. You're I, I love me some Jackson West. Yeah, you know everything. He'll finish a block. Give him, give me any man Chris who will finish a block. Highlight tape. Who you got, Brandon? This is the your twenty first pick of the draft. Oh, we're almost done. Yeah, we're getting down to it here. So you think my you think Chris has a better team than me right now? So far. All right, death death blow to Chris. Shelby Purdy, take that. I'm going to take Tate just so that idiot over there can take four quarterbacks. <laughs> Are you, would you take Tate Rotomaker over some of the walk-ons? I mean – Having seen what you've seen just outright. Tate, I've said it many a time. Tate makes some of the best vertical passes you're going to ever see. All right. So you're either I worry about when the, bullet, or when the bullets are flying. I worry greatly about him. You know, though, Gino English does a good job in practice, so he does deserve a little love. But I'm not drafting him. Okay. He might. Brendan, I'm 22. I will go with Stephen Dix Jr., value pick. Oh, wait, can I change my pick? Nope. Damn. (laughs) Linebacker Emmett Rice. Damn it, that's who I was going to – that's ridiculous. I didn't take my finger off the board. And in uh, in this world, he's not injured, so that's a healthy <laughs> okay, That's great, too. All right, 23. I need a running back, I suppose, at some point, huh? Do you go Deontay Sheffield? No. I didn't mean to say that so quickly. Um, I'm going to go with the king of the spring, Treshawn Ward. Okay. Keeps, on like impre- keeps on impressing me. He's, he's going to be solid this year. He is the king of the spring. Chris, 23 to you. Jarquez McClellan, little veteran defensive back back there. It's a good pick. It's a head scratcher. No, he, it's a safety. He'll be he'll be fine for Chris. There's a bunch it, of L's. It, it's my insurance in case Akeem Dent doesn't work out. It's gonna work out. I can promise you that. All right, Brendan, last pick of the draft for you. I'm sure you're Is gonna it, overthink it. The last one for me. Yep. Oh God. Um, I need I need to fill up my offensive line. I don't love my options here. Um, I guess I'll go with Zane Herring since he's the only, since probably Thomas Schrader won't be available for a little while this season. Damn. You could go Rod Orr. Mm, I'm going to go Zane Herring. I need, offense, I need an interior offensive line. Zane Herring to be paired with Lloyd Willis on your offensive line. <laughs> Good luck to you guys. Good thing you took three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why. <laughs> Well, since I have a void, since I only have one quarterback on my team, because that guy, um, I'll go with Darian Williamson. Ah, that's a good pick. That is a great pick. I think Chris wins. All right. Great job, guys. All right, let's take a look at this. <laughs> this is such a mess. I'll trade you Mackenzie Milton for. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Emma you need Rice. offensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking here. You're going to have to make him an offer of like Mackenzie Milton and like a Marcus Cushney. I'll for... trade you Mackenzie Milton 
and Lloyd Willis for Darius Washington and Darian Williamson. No, I wouldn't do it. All right. That's it. Uh, I'm looking at this thing up and down the rosters. I really, really think that Brendan, I don't think you did a good job of addressing needs, whereas Chris kind of played his game. He stayed patient. Um, he's a strong, powerful running team that has built its defense around its defensive line and linebackers. Um, you're going to see Chris become a more physical presence as the season goes on, whereas Brendan is going to probably do the opposite and kind of fall apart because of his offensive line. So if we're grading the 2021 draft, uh, I got Chris with an A- minus uh, and uh, a Sinone with a solid C. All right, that's a wrap on that, fellas. C's get degrees. Glad we could uh, participate once again. I don't think we should do this next year. I think this should be the last year we do this. I think you should just auto-draft your team. I think we should have strict rules next time we do it about certain jackasses can't draft three quarterbacks. All right. Next year, we'll have position slots. You can only fill the slots until they're gone. So, like, there's one quarterback per roster next year. I'm going to – I'm going to – that's on the commissioner. Yeah, that's on the commissioner. You allowed this chaos to happen, Josh. This is your fault. Okay. I want you guys – the listeners, the viewers, for those of you on our YouTube stream, you guys are included in this. I want you guys to go to iTunes and vote on whether you think Chris's team is the team to beat or Brendan's. Go to our iTunes, leave a message with a five-star review, and uh, I'll read them on the on the podcast next week. All right, before we get out of here, just a reminder, FSU goes back to a true game week schedule next week uh what exactly does that look like chris well most weeks it will be a monday press conference next week will be tuesday because the game's sunday not saturday and then practice throughout the week off the day before obviously uh but week will begin with a press conference every week on their off day monday is their normal off day in a normal week next week i presume tuesday will be um we actually don't yet have the schedule for next week so i don't want to latch myself in entirely but a normal game week First day off, practice throughout the week. We get access, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in a normal week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Friday off, Saturday game day. All right. That's it. That's all we got for this week. Thank you for listening to On the Bench. Back soon. Josh.